On today's episode, we talk about a sleepover. Wow. No. Christian, I can't help but notice that every time you bring episodes over, you are not happy with the beginning of them. Yeah. So that tells me that you don't read the beginning of them. No, I read it like three times last night and today. I just don't like it. Could be that it's morning though and I... You're a grumpy old man in the morning? Yeah. That could be. I'm just like, I'm realizing there's one sentence I need and my brain cannot pull that sentence out. That's what, wow. it's, what it is. Also, I'm just having a day. Actually, a few days. It's been well, weird. It's the morning. No, the last few days have been weird, so... That checks out. On today's episode, we're going to talk about some stories that I can't figure out. It's popping. We have a story of a sleepover where two girls find a strange man standing in the corner. Ooh, yeah, that's creepy. We'll also talk about a person that alters her mind and invites others to experience life in her body. We come across an entity that peeks around corners for years, scaring the crap out of the person on the other end of her awkward stares. And a vengeful spirit in the form of a husband's wife after he told her he would never marry again. We'll hang out with a depressed man that meets his older self on a train. And we might even talk about a person who astral projects to see what happened to Malaysia Airlines Flight 370. Mm. We'll see you on the inside. You are now entering the realm of the Freaky Deaky, an unsuspecting stop at the crossroads of fantasy and reality, where the frayed edges of make-believe seep into this cookie-cutter, white-picket world you've been led to believe is far from extraordinary. What you're about to hear are true stories. Alleged true stories. Christian, just... Okay. Tales of the strange and inexplicable thought only to exist in film and folklore. Although difficult to accept, we do not know everything about this reality, about time or space, what lies beneath the ocean's depths. And try though we might, the unchanging truth remains. There are some things we legitimately cannot explain logically. Welcome back to the Freaky Deaky. We're so glad that you could join us once again this week as we get into some weird one-offs, as we get into some strange stories that Christian has discovered, apparently. I honestly do not have a title for this episode. The title will, will reveal itself. Wow. According to the Ouija board. Okay. Well, I guess that's a callback to last week's episode, which wasn't recorded 10 minutes ago. So... Welcome back to the show, everyone. If you are new to the program, we ask one thing of you, and that is that you listen to the show. If you enjoy the show, rate the show. It's really that simple. We thrive on your five-star reviews. They get us all kinds of excited that we can't even talk about on audio, so we're not going to do that. But we do appreciate each and every one of you. You can find us on social media at Freaky Deaky Pod. 
If you want to connect with us, share some personal stories of your own or episode ideas, or just talk about the episodes, join the Facebook group. It's available. Can you believe it? On our Facebook page at Freaky Deaky Pod. So you will find it there. You'll find us there. We will talk there. It will be fun. In the meantime, uh, subscribe on YouTube if you're one of the folks listening over there. That's can I say been something? Slowly growing as well. Yeah. Christian, what can you say? Smash that like button. Oh, God. I've always wanted it's to the, just... the most cringeworthy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> phrase in the entire yeah don't smash the like button gently caress it punch it wow send in your personal stories to the gang at the there is nothing better than tft listener stories from tft listeners and that is you so if you have a spooky experience of your own we want to hear it share it on our listener story episodes it is a treat and we are close to finalizing volume six in those so get your stories in if you want them on six or seven or eight or nine or ten you know how numbers work friends i'm not here to explain basic math to you now that i'm done with my spiel christian you can start your spiel the end all right our first story is going to be the man in the corner i'm looking at the man in the corner that's horrible well yeah it sure is and this comes from wifey of pugs obviously this wife does not is not bothered by constant snoring or no, I'm not going to say that word. That'll be demonetized very quickly. Anyway, a sleepover that haunts me to my core. At the time of the sleepover, it was me and my best friend, both aged seven or eight. We're both 16 and 17 now and haven't talked about this incident since. We lived in Florida, about 15 minutes away from Tampa. It was one of our many sleepovers we had. It was no different from the others. We played with Barbies, watched movies, read books, until we couldn't take it anymore and, and went to bed around 9 or 10. That sounds, that's late for 7 or 8 year olds, I guess. That is pretty late for, that's late for me. And I'm 33 years old. I'm 21 years old, so. <laughs> I turned off the lights and climbed up on my top bunk where both me and my friend were going to sleep. As I laid down, something immediately didn't feel right. The house I lived in was relatively old and our landlord sucked and never came to fix anything. It's Florida. Let alone did he only care when our rent was due. Before getting in bed, I flipped on my fan and had my mom turn the AC down. But as I got in bed, my fan was turned off, so was the AC. But I thought the power went out and didn't think much of it. About 20 minutes go by and I can't sleep. And I feel like I'm dying of heat stroke. I'm not sure if my friend is awake, so I say her name quietly. She responds immediately saying, I can't sleep, but it's not because it's hot. I look over and can barely see her, but her silhouette. I look up the ceiling and sigh and say, what is it then? She responds saying, it's the man in the corner. When I say I got chills, I got chills. Which is That's usually what happens when you say something happens, that it actually did happen. I look over at her slowly and then turn my head to look at the corner. I thought she was lying because I didn't see anything. I let out a breath of air. I didn't know I was holding in. I go to adjust my blanket and that's when I see him. A man, dark and tall, seeming to stare at both of us. I immediately gripped my friend's hand and closed my eyes hard. We have to get my mom, I whispered, and I felt my friend nod. But we both laid there, unable to move. All of a sudden, I feel the movement of someone climbing up the ladder and crawling slowly. The blankets moved with the movement, and I slowly opened my eyes to watch the man slowly starting to crawl toward us. Mm, No. I was gasping for air and looked over to see my friend watching too. She was paralyzed from fear. 
That sounds about right, yeah. I look up at, I look back at the man and can only see his outline, no features. I hold my friend's hand tight and say, scream when I tap your finger. I barely got out a whisper. She slowly nodded and I watched the man slowly reach for my face. I tapped her hand and we both screamed bloody murder. My mom came running in no later than 20 seconds and turned on the lights and both me and my friend were holding each other crying. There was no trace of the man and my mom checked all the doors saying they were locked and weren't even touched. We both slept on the couch that night watching Barbie movies and holding each other tightly. To this day, we still hold each no. To this day, We're I don't still know. holding on. Yeah. To this day, I don't know what it was or who it was, but I will always remember the eerie feeling of death being close to my face. I could get on board with that. Spooky. I don't know. Yeah. It's fascinating that so many people, when they get scared, go sleep on the couch. Yeah. Like uh, the, the demon's going to be peeking out of the doorway. Like, damn it, I can't go down there. Yeah. If I'm going to leave this world by way of a demon or a spirit, I want to do it from the comfort of my bed. True. And it, it feels almost like a smarter idea to stay in a smaller room. Right. Like it's not as open, like a living room or something like that where couches are like, it's a lot of open space. It can come from anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You're not as protected with a bedroom. You're at least like, you know, it's under your bed. Yeah. There's the door. Here's the bed. Yeah. Just, just get, when you jump off the bed, get some distance so it can't grab you and drag you that under. That is the move. Yeah. You want to really catapult yourself off that bad boy. Yeah, that's a pretty spooky story for being seven or eight years old and going through that with a friend. At least she had a friend there, you know? Yeah. That's, that makes it a little better. Imagine being the parent come running into that and, I saw a man in the corner and you have to play it off. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. That's the demon from when I opened a portal when I was a teenager. Yeah. She, he's been around me the whole time. Now he's scaring shit that's out of That's my you. boyfriend, the demon. Yeah. He touches my buttocks. Wow. All right, the next one's, she peeks and stares. She comes and goes. I don't have anything to add to that, sorry. Okay. By B.H. Bolt, she stares from the corner, haunting. Is this a haiku? <laughs> no, I think the person was just trying to set the mood. Hmm. Most of my life, I've seen things, whether it's shadows out of the corner of my eye or just as I'm drifting to sleep or felt the presence of something I can't see. I've been grabbed, shoved, and heard whispers. None of that compares to my frequent visitor for several, several years. Back in 2017, I was 23 years old. I had just broken up with a long-term girlfriend and was in a bit of a bad place mentally. I spent a lot of time alone and in my own head. And this is when the problem started. I was at my workplace at the time using the urinal. I felt like somebody was watching me like a burning stare. Very uncomfortable place Ooh, to be. Oh yeah. I, I quickly glanced over my shoulder and in the gap between the cubicle, I could swear for a brief moment I saw something. It appeared to be some sort of disheveled woman. Just as quickly as I saw it, it disappeared. I chalked this up to sleep deprivation. Didn't really think anything of it, so I just cleaned myself up and got back to work. Throughout the next few weeks when I was by myself, I ne never really felt like I was by myself. That's when I caught her. I was sitting at my computer one evening and out of the corner of my eye, I saw the same woman peering at me around the corner. As much as I try to remember, I'm never able to recall her face. I remember dirty gray hair 
and somewhat pale skin. But that's it. I froze up. I don't know how long I sat there, staring back at her, and I don't remember her leaving. This persisted for years. I saw her at home. I saw her at work. I even swore I saw her in public. She was never in full view, and she was always peering around a corner like she just wanted to observe what I was doing, but peering enough that she wanted me to know that she was there. This changed one fateful night in 2019, the night my mother fell unwell and had to be rushed to the hospital. I woke up feeling that something was wrong. I couldn't put my finger on what was up. Suddenly I hear from the hall my mother's door burst open and she's calling to me. She's passed out on the floor, semi-conscious and breathing heavily. After helping her up, I call an ambulance for her and sat with her. She asked me not to leave her as she felt in danger. I didn't leave her side until the paramedics arrived. Eventually they came, agreed that my mother needed to go to the hospital, and I said I'll follow you in my car. I ran back upstairs to get changed as I had just thrown on some comfy clothes, and that's when I saw her. I rounded the corner of my bedroom and in full view of the other side of the room was this thing. It stood in full view, I still cannot recall its face, just gray hair and pale skin. I never felt such dread. I kept my eyes locked on it as I grabbed clothes from my floor and just backed out of the room while keeping my gaze locked on it. I was half expecting something like out of a horror movie or to just start sprinting at me with arms outstretched, but nothing. It just stayed where it was. Even when I was walking downstairs from where my room was in full view, it still stood there. When I came back home, it was gone. I slept downstairs for weeks. As is tradition, yeah. yeah. Especially this episode and even our last episode, a lot of sleeping downstairs or on the couch. Yeah, it's just safer that way, you know? No, we already discussed it. It's not safer. Hmm. From that point, I still saw it peering around the corner a lot, but never in full view like before. I eventually moved out in 2021, and since then, I've had no more experiences with either that thing peering around the corner or anything else. I have nightmares about it occasionally, but nothing else. Nightmares check out, yeah. Kind of interesting that this person would see it not just at home, Hmm. but at work and maybe even out in public. But then they moved out of the house and all of a sudden it's gone. Yeah. So does that mean it's just something that's haunting the house? And well, like if you live there and you're heading out, maybe it follows you. It's just. That's that's not a typical story. It's definitely not a typical story, but that's kind of what we do here, right? Is we take things that aren't typical and we force our own opinions on them. Black mold. That's why. That's a weird name to call it. Like when they, uh, when he moved out of the house, he wasn't affected by it anymore. Hmm. No more hallucinations. Sure. But I, I do get a pretty good image, even from the, like the, the, the small description he gave us of the person. Yeah. I do get like a couple old ladies that I've seen in scary movies. Yeah. Kind of spooky. No. I don't know. That's, it's creepy to think. It kind of reminds me of that weird thing that I saw in Vegas that we've called a remote viewer at this point. Or so I think it's just, oh, yeah. I just picture something like peeking around. For whatever reason, seeing half of something is even more terrifying than seeing the whole thing, you know? But also, like, if you were able to look into another dimension, wouldn't you kind of be peeking at things a lot? Yeah. Because you couldn't help but watch. It'd be totally fascinating. To an extent, I guess. Yeah. I don't have nothing else to say about that one. You're going to have to bring some energy, man. I'm very sleepy. It's like 1030 a.m. We never record it like this particular time. It's either really early or it's really late. Yeah. And this just feels weird. I feel like I should be productive right now, but I'm, well, I guess in in a sense we're being productive. So there's that. Yeah. And in all honesty. I could get on board with that. You're really missing those buttons a lot today. It's popping. How's that? 
All right, next one is Promises Broken. This one's from Ophelia Rain Galaxy. My stepdad always told my mom he wouldn't remarry after she died. Swore it up and down. But within a year of her death, he married a rich lady and moved into her big fancy house. Okay, but you can't fault him on that, right? Like, that's just called being a, uh, that's a good move, you know? That doesn't mean you're not a, not a lying dog. You can be a dog and still have love for someone, you know? Well, don't promise. You'll see why here in a minute. Ooh. He just left mom's ashes in the back of the closet when he abandoned their home. Oh. Well, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Funny thing, though, that rich lady has had the worst of luck since then. Can hardly go to the hospital to get injuries treated without collecting more injuries. I didn't exactly believe it when she said she, she got caught in an explosion at the hospital. And then while getting treated for lasting injuries from that, got caught in a second hospital explosion. Was this hospital being blown up or was it just two crazy coincidences of an explosion within a hospital? It sounds pretty crazy because mm. you don't hear about explosions that often and this person was affected by two of them. True. But it made the local news and everything. The second time an oxygen tank in the next room exploded and took down a wall on top of her. Man, how are you getting up from that? <laughs> Some pretty, wily Coyote shit right there. <laughs> pretty sure mom's a pissed off ghost. She always did have a vindictive streak. Ophelia Rain added some more because she was getting some pushback. Well, here's the thing. He was kind of bitter about how she got six so soon into their marriage and was really looking forward to getting a new healthy wife. So I guess people were probably like, you're, you're mean or like whatever, who knows? But yeah. either way, it was obviously he was on to new things pretty quickly. He was mad that his wife got sick yeah his like how dare you we're this early in a marriage you're gonna die on me yeah Ugh. she's already she's sick and he's taking care of her your ashes can sit in the closet while i go shack up with this old rich lady yeah he quickly found himself once again a caretaker to someone who wasn't exactly physically capable of sexual relationships relations due to illness or injury so the joke is on him in, in the end like, not again damn it but the other part is that the woman claimed to be one of mom's friends, though I know she wasn't, rather. She was one of the ladies who kept coming around with baked goods for stepdad when mom was dying. Uh, aren't those the people that try to like swoop in on that back? Like, oh, I'm single and lonely. Yep. You just lost your wife. Hey, I want some cookies. Yep, I cook. Oh yeah. I also get blown up in hospitals, if that's your thing. I once asked about the baseball bat behind the front door. Mom said it was for chasing off the church ladies who kept coming around to court her husband because they thought she was dead already. That's pretty messed up. <laughs> Interesting choice for uh, a baseball bat for church ladies. Most of the time, uh, nothing more than a, the wind from a swing of your hand will knock them over. This mom meant business. I mean, yeah. later on she would knock a wall down on sure you like that carol yeah i don't know man that's a crazy story that just because of the wild. weird coincidences and you're in the end you're like he got what he deserved sure i yeah. mean also you should be able to move on with your life and marry a rich old lady that's just that's my plan targeting you but you gotta be rich though it's gotta be i'm tired of this whole work and to you know, everybody's working for the weekend and whatnot. Like, I'm over that. Every guy wants to be some rich, wrinkly ladies boy toy. I mean, that's a weird way to phrase it, but sure. The the money part would be nice, you know. 
the that's, other part might be that's well, not you gotta you know dance for your supper in that situation <laughs> so i guess you know i gotta do what you gotta do i don't know i'm not making any judgments but i did judge this but person you did judge so yeah he, you, he got I guess what you he are did. kind of he got what he deserved shouldn't have lied this cat knows the grim reaper this cat yeah that's the name of the next story is it about an actual cat or is it like a blues musician it's actual cat okay that might like the blues hey who's to say really and this one's from Tuzaho, Tuzahu, or Tuzahos, Tuzahu. i don't know something like that one of those hey, honestly who cares family of four died in my arms over a few years from aids a family of four yeah the last one had an unusual visitor a cat or was it a cat I was an RN for 42 years, 17 years as a hospice RN, and five of those I worked inpatient pediatric hospice in a 10-bed facility caring for newborn to 17-year-old terminally ill patients. Yeah, this was one of the most memorable patients for me professionally and personally for a vast amount of love that was shared between the family and myself. I worked in an AIDS inpatient unit in the very early 90s. One patient was a lovely woman who'd given the disease to her husband and one and a half year old son. The, moth the mother was so sick and treatment was so scarce for the disease back then that it was a death sentence. There was a five year old daughter that tested negative and was to be the only member of the family to survive. So the mother, so sick, did what she could to spend time with her daughter to have memories of her mom as she grew up alone. The mother was a saint. I'd have to give her so much medication for nausea so every day after school the daughter could eat with her mom. Mom died very quickly, then the little boy, then the father. The girl went to live with her grandmother and our age unit closed due to funding and I moved on to another hospice working with terminally ill children. I worked night shift and when I came in one evening I was told we had a little girl with AIDS. My mind went back to this family years ago. When I walked into her room, I recognized the grandmother, and there in the bed was the little girl that was to survive as she tested negative. She had converted later. Testing was still in its infancy at the time. The little girl told me to let her cat into the room. Her grandmother said she had no cat, but the girl insisted. Oscar was waiting for her outside the glass door. I opened the door and in came a black cat, jumped up on the bed and curled up with the little girl. Grandmother said she had no cats. It was hospice. She loved the cat, and the cat loved her, so we let Oscar stay. He would come every night and leave in the morning. I had such a strong feeling this was not just a cat, but some strong spiritual being that was there to comfort the little girl. Now the last of her family dying. I even spoke to the cat. You're not a real cat, are you? I'd get a strange and wise look from Oscar and felt that I was in the presence of pure love. Was this an angel? Her mother, both. The night she died, shortly after midnight, Oscar stayed with her just a few minutes after she passed, then left. He never came back. We never saw him before or after. I think Oscar was there to help the little girl through the tough transition into her next life and left with the little girl's spirits. What an honor to be in, the, in that presence. Over the years, I was in hospice for all four family members on, on the day she died. On the day they died, mom, dad, baby brother, and little and the little girl, the love of the, that family shared. That incredible mother made me a better nurse for the rest of my career. 
Wow. Sorry to bring a downer there for you. Oh, sorry, or is that something you do every episode? It's 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 not on purpose. You're really a fan of the the darker the darker arts. You're missing the point that we. I had. mean, it's wholesome to an extent, but it's also sad. The cat coming through once again. A cat. Yeah. At the when at when the, the time is right, I'll strike. No, I've heard that a lot about like cats though around the end of people's lives that will just come. We've talked about it, I think, on some episodes before. I we think have. there was one where. Another person worked in the hospice and the cat would come in and sit on the bed of the person that was about to die. Yeah. And that's how they all knew. Could you imagine being in a place like that and all of a sudden a cat walks into your room? I'm like, oh, hell no. Uh-uh. I'm not ready. They not can- now, whiskers. <laughs> Damn it, mittens. Old man Trudeau killed, killed Oscar. We don't know why. Classic. This next one. This one's for you. I'm talking to you. You're talking to me or our listeners? To you. I, okay. I don't think we've done this story. Oh, wow. But I feel like maybe we've had something from this person. I call it Crouching Woman. Through the ages of 16 and 17, I was living with my Nana and Papa. Soon after I moved in, my cousin moved in with us. It was fall and we were outside smoking, distressed from the day and getting ready for bed. To the left of us, about 100 feet away, was a small ravine, and it was at the bottom of a steep eight-foot slope. We were, in the, we were in the middle of our session when we heard footsteps coming through the water, up on the leaves and up on our side of the stream, but nothing was visible. I couldn't tell if it was good or bad, but we didn't stick around to find out because we booked it inside. After we were inside, we went upstairs. We lived in the basement, so we went upstairs to get food. My cousin Sally asked me to turn on the light in the living room so we could eat in there. As soon as I passed the wall that separated the kitchen and living room, out of the corner of my eye, I see a woman sitting in a frog pose staring at me. She had a ruffled up 80s hairdo. She had a white hospital patient outfit on and she looked panicked. It's poppin'. I ran back into the kitchen, told Sally what happened and we walked into the living room and turn on the light and the lady was gone. Later, as we're eating, I have a clear view through the kitchen into the back family room and I see a white apparition of a male figure walking from a wall that not only leads outside, but also the second story. Their house is built on the slope. This figure walks across the room to the wall that leads out to the balcony, the place right above where we were smoking an hour prior. Fast forward five months later, I had just moved back in with my mom and just one week later, I looked out my door at three in the morning to go to the bathroom and there she was never go to the bathroom at three in the morning it's the worst the same woman from my nana and papa's living room on my mom's living room floor same spot on her stomach her limbs bent and contorted in ways they shouldn't be able to and her head twisted backwards Mm. her jaw broken and open wider than it should have been and no eyes her eyes were gone it's something i can i cannot unsee but something I can't fully describe as well. I mean, it sounds creepy. I don't know if uh, I would want to describe that. Yeah, I don't want to hear. It has like ring or what is it the ring I'm thinking of? Or what there's is a lot, lot of, kind of the ring, but I think there's some others. The grudge maybe? Is that the what is is that the one with like the backwards walk or whatever? There's so many of them now. Wow, they all look. They all have the exact same main character too. <laughs> what would you do if you saw something like that, man? Cry. Yeah, that's like that's got to be the first thing, right? Like just oh god, 
I don't know, after that, though, you shit your pants and then be like, well, that will hopefully deter it from coming any closer. But Hopefully, if I ever experience anything like that, I've already gone to the bathroom. Yeah. Hopefully, it's it's on my way back from my 3 a.m. bathroom trip. There you go, yeah. If anything, that's when you want to see it is on the way back from the bathroom. Or maybe you see it on the way to the bathroom. You're like, well, I guess I don't need to go there anymore. Turn around and go right back into your room. That could also be a good option. Better hope you have a bottle in there. Uh, Well, you know, we find... I think just recently I found that sometimes bottles aren't enough. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. It was a, it's a wild experience. Oh, here's the one. I, I was like, where the fuck is that story? And it turns out it was right in front of your eyes the whole time on a script even. Bro. Okay. I just, I might need, I might need to edit a couple things verbally on this one. Racial slurs, no doubt. Not really. Something totally different that you yell at me for. Yeah. Well. This one is from throwaway XYZ987A. I don't weird name. It's, Obviously it's, it's a, a throwaway. throwaway. So who cares? Yeah. yeah. When I'm high, wow. Other me visits my timeline. Did they write that or did you write that? No, they wrote that. Would like to know what they're smoking. I'm gonna tell you. Angel dust. So this person that I'm gonna just gonna go over the intro part of this so we can get through it pretty quickly. But they've tested this theory over the last three years. And though it doesn't always happen, they've experienced it 10 to 15 times. They'll highlight the visits that affected them the most in this story. My first experience was after I changed my life. I was extremely depressed and in a mentally abusive marriage. I left and three years ago married somebody who brings me peace, love, and support. I stopped drinking and began using edibles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> This provided healing mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. My mind feels physically clearer. I think this is very important as to why I began having these experiences. Now, this just as a maybe a waiver, mm. this person may have these experiences. Your experiences may vary. Yeah, that is true. Always consult a doctor before using wow. edibles. May cause. No, I won't go into my little long spiel. May cause your boyfriend to be a demon. I should have wrote up a long little spiel and then made you speed through it, but I didn't. Yeah, marijuana has intoxicating effects. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The husband and I were in the living room watching TV on a Friday night. He was smoking and I had an edible. When it began to take effect, it was a full body high, so relaxing and all-encompassing. Oh, yeah. I didn't feel myself leave my body or mind. It was more that I was pleasantly off duty and allowed someone safely to take over for a bit. I'm in the background and command and can command full control if I want to. There is never any anger or fear or worry that I will hurt myself or anyone else. Both parties know this is temporary and and a gift to each. I am female and each visitor was female. I think this space is important too. Each visit is with a different entity or personality. First time it happened, I was confused, but let it play out for about two hours. Other me seemed confused as she played with my cell phone. She knew how to use it because of my personal experience, but didn't know what it was intended for. She was impressed that it was an advanced global connection device, but she also felt its capabilities were limited. And this is some strong ass weed. What the <laughs> hell? I know. What kind of edibles you taking that you? I don't feel think, uh, an other you come into your body and you're just in the background like, what's up? Yeah, I don't think this is, it's, 
it may be influenced by this edible, but I think there's something else going on besides that because I've never heard of yeah, anything like this. It's pretty wild. Here's some things I've picked up over time. I had the feeling that each visitor is connected to the relationship my husband and I have. They miss him, and this is their moment to spend long-awaited time with him. During these visits, sex is mind-blowing. Hey, congratulations. Yeah. The husband likes demons. Yeah, or just violently two-stoned women. Yeah. Sometimes I remember specific things about another life with him, his other name, how and why we ended. Mostly, though, I just feel glowing with happiness and gratitude that I am with him one more time. I feel in my gut that these visits are almost transactional. Transactional? Like they pay to come and weird. Yeah. I mean, sex Wait, is they involved. Just, they just using this husband's body left and right. He's willy, willy nilly free whenever you want. God. Every what hus- happened to equality, ladies? Every husband's dream. No, that's <laughs> not Christian, you <laughs> sinner. I, I, husbands I, hate sex. It's the worst. That's what I've heard. Not ever having a husband. I would, I don't have that experience. From my experience of having a husband many moons ago, I can say I hated, I hated it. Yeah. It was the worst. I feel in my gut that these visits are, oh, I already said that. Transactional. No. As if each me is on a waiting list and payment for the expected service is very expensive for them. This list feels long. Other times, though rare, there is a feeling of sadness. I am a mom in this life, but am not in most others. I don't know my visitors' names, and I feel that if I ask questions, then the visits will stop. Dreams after are as intense as well, and I've had many about seeing massive UFOs of all shapes and sizes in the sky. Some like billboards flashing or scrolling with messages in a foreign language. This dream happened about a year ago, once I found myself on a distant planet at nighttime. This is a crazy story, huh? It's going all over the place. Yeah, it's uh, getting out there. I was in a small hut, the floor was dirt, and the wall almost a mixture of dried mud and concrete. All of the residents, about four or five, were female. I grabbed a broom, as she should, Mm. and started sweeping, unconsciously knew that check-in time was approaching and the hut needed to pass nightly inspection. A large reptilian humanoid soldier entered. His uniform was navy blue. He was intimidating, but wasn't going to hurt me. I was, and I was still scared, or I was still scared. I looked at him and said, sorry, it's my first time here. An apology for the unfinished floor. He said nothing and walked outside. I followed him as he wanted. He didn't speak. Outside was dark, silent, and black as midnight. We stood about a hundred feet away from the hut on a long stretch of street with other huts. I stood at the curb edge and stared into the massive dark sky. Again, I saw UFOs of all shapes and sizes in the sky. Some like billboards flashing or scrolling with messages in a foreign language. It felt like I was looking at a distant, large city. I also felt dizzy. He spoke to me through our minds. I was in no danger. This was basically a stepstone to greater things for each of us. His society needed our help for a bit and we needed his. Once we helped enough, I would move on to another location, a better location. It was part of an agreement neither party would be injured or taken advantage of. A robotic yet human voice came over invisible loudspeakers. All residents must return to their quarters. It was time for the day to end. I walked back inside. Earlier this week, I returned to this dream. After I go inside, he speaks to himself and to his superiors. 
we have one that can travel. And, and they said a technical term I don't remember. Also, they said a dreamer. He isn't concerned about me as I'm just a cog in the machine, but is concerned about what I can do, though there is no dangerous threat. They reply along the lines, this has been seen in other colonies recently as well. Not in large numbers, but the no numbers are slowly growing. It's not dangerous, just keep watch and see what you can see. And that's where the story ends. Now, did this person write this while on the edibles? Maybe. That's, I, what, <laughs> did you get this off like a weed website and it was a review for a certain strain or something <laughs> no. like that? That is like a wild ride of what the actual hell is going on there. I mean, we, look, I've had some weird, weird thoughts while violently too high, but at the same time, man, I can't, I can honestly say that most of the time it's a healing endeavor and not something weird, like taking me on a weird, uh, oh, it turns out it's different versions of me are paying to use my body to sleep with my husband. Like what a strange train of thought to get to after. I mean, the story grabbed me with there cause it was so weird. Yeah. And that alone. I didn't, I didn't expect to go to other planets. Wow. Well, man. That's why I'm like, it can't just be the edibles. Something's happening in the universe and now we get to travel. Well, maybe, I mean, there's people that speculate that, you know, being under the influence of even like marijuana or anything like that could, you know, to a certain extent, thin the, uh, the veil between our world and the next, you know, maybe it makes you a little more susceptible to seeing things or, I mean, I don't know, I've never seen or hallucinated anything smoking weed. I can tell you that much. I have heard stories of people who have. Mm -hmm. there, well, there's certain people that get really paranoid when they smoke. And, yeah. and so I can, I could see like, if you're that kind of person then like any noise you hear or something could like escalate into something entirely different. But, but this is just like wildly on the weird side. I mean, that husband is probably in for the time of his life, but outside of all that, that is, uh, that is crazy. Yeah. There's no part of that story. That's not crazy. Mm -hmm. And it's like two different stories. Yeah. But if this is what this person's experiencing every day or every time, or then, that yeah. many times. I mean, that's quite the journey. That's yeah, not just a one-off rando thing, you know? But yeah. I would be very interested in knowing exactly what edibles she was taking and like what dosage or anything, because that sounds pretty high. Yeah, that's pretty high. Because like I said, people I know that have hallucinated were like, did something on a dare and were just like... Yeah. I've made a poor decision. Yeah. That's usually the case, yeah. But the, the comfort this this woman has with somebody else inhabiting in her body and kind of knowing the story a little bit of but them. it's her right it's like it's in, her in her mind yeah. it's her from a different timeline or something like that which when you see the end of that story you're like okay maybe that like when she's off visiting somewhere else which mm. if it's another her it would have to be from somewhere else because they came from somewhere I or mean, they're on a different there are, time. And it, maybe that'd be a good episode too, but there are people that believe that there's ways for you to timeline hop through very basic things. Like, and I forget, wasn't there like a show or something like that, like called the eight or something on Netflix a while ago or God, I wish I could remember, but it's pretty much doing certain movements or, or motions or there's ways for you to like hop timelines between. And to me, I'm like, Oh, this sounds like people that are unfortunately, slowly losing their minds but at the same time this I, I believe in hairy wolf creatures that inhabit the woods so who's really saying what's accurate here what's true what's what's fake you know i do not believe in those hairy wolf creatures but this one hmm. i kind of believe the story yeah that's weird it kind of makes sense kind of 
seems possible in some ways. Yeah, I think you believe it because it's timelines and you like timelines. You like stories that have different timelines. That makes more sense to me, though. It seems plausible and there's a lot of theories behind it being plausible. And and also some of our experiences in life, Hmm. including your weird ghost that was looking at you that one time. And that was not fun. That seems like another timeline. No, we can't keep changing it. To, I feel like remote viewer or evil demon boy is, uh, uh, but is it, those are the options. I can't keep adding options because then could, I just get too could, curious. It could be all of those, but it also to see something, you know, like that, that thing is, seems like it's in a different reality. Hmm. We can figure out how it got there and how it got to your realities, and you know, another time, but that seems similar to what's going on here. Maybe. But the reptilian humanoids, I don't know, man. Yeah, that's fact. Well, what's fascinating, too, is she sees, like, UFOs in the sky, basically, with advertisements. Mm. So so she's, what is it, Neo Tokyo or something like that? Like, like uh, what's the name of the movie? You know what I'm talking about. Blade Runner? Yes. Is that, did I guess it right? I yeah. have no idea what you're talking about. That was the movie I was thinking oh, of. Neo Tokyo is like a weird crypto gaming community. I also think it's it's in like a bunch of different like anime type things or i think that's at least one accurate yeah and it's similar to like a blade runner style but Mm -hmm. she has that view in the sky but she's sweeping a hut i know yeah the hut sweeping thing is kind of weird so if that technology is nearby and you have an overseer that's coming to inspect your hut that doesn't sound like the most comfortable place to be yeah i could certainly think of more inhabitable places that would be maybe a little more comfy modern maybe right you would think that the overlords would provide something a little bit better basic provisions would be nice you know yeah something not a dirt hut a dirt floor hut classic that you have to sweep with palm fronds or palm leaves or whatever the hell they are palm fronds didn't know it's german now but all righty this one i doesn't really fit other than it's just crazy hmm Hey, we like crazy here. Yeah. We're all crazy down here. And I actually titled it Somehow Less Crazy Malaysian Airlines Theory. And you're referring to the other one being the portal teleporting thing? Yeah. Exactly. And this one comes from Beginning Ease 5280. Hmm. I astral projected the missing Malaysian Airlines flight 370s, but I was interrupted. How do you astral project that? I'm going to get into it. Okay. I'm glad because I had so many questions. Yeah. I was astral projecting about what happened to the plane. I don't watch the news, so I'm not familiar with any update. Mm-hmm. I was suddenly transported to a tropical ocean with clear blue skies, Lost. with clear blue seas similar to what the Maldives look like. When I looked up, I saw a plane falling from the sky with smoke coming from underneath. There was also someone in a boat nearby who saw who saw it, but I couldn't see their face or interact with them. Before the plane crashed, it flew over a small uninhabited island before I lost sight of it. Now this is where it gets very weird. I transport to the island to see if the plane broke up midair or crash landed, but all of a sudden, a random person walks towards me saying someone wants to speak to me. I was like, what the hell? This has never happened before. So, so I'm very skeptical, but I'm also curious. So I said, okay, I will speak with whoever it is. Bear in mind the plane and literally everything around me was frozen in time. And then this old Indian guy, only dressed in a loin, loincloth, introduces himself and says, I know you're having fun, but we need to have a serious discussion about your destiny because you're wasting too much time on conspiracy theories. The last part I added. Of course, but someone in a loincloth? 
Yes. Was judging how this guy was spending his time? I mean, maybe that's what the... What, Tarzan popped out of the woods for a moment? was like, hey, 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 enough with the astral projection, huh? Maybe, and when you astral project, you don't you don't have clothes, but they throw on a loincloth to make you feel... I don't know, man. Like, well, I don't want him to see my schlong while I'm trying to give him wisdom, so... And nobody wants to see that. Toss me that napkin. We sit down at the beach and have, have a chilled conversation. He's speaking in ben, Bengali, but somehow I can understand what he's saying. He gives me a, a really helpful pep talk and some life advice, which I will keep private. I wake up without finishing my viewing sessions, unfortunately, but I'm pretty shocked that someone tapped into my sex session and lectured me. The plane definitely crash landed over open water and er everyone on board died. Opinions. I just couldn't see what caused the crash and whether it broke in midair or on impact. I mean, it's a more likely theory than it being zapped out of existence by UFOs, but at the same time, didn't we have a story recently where a pilot might have been plopped out of existence midair a certain bill schaefer if i remember correctly that sounds right it does sound correct wow weird That's two times you got you just pulled two something. times i've just pulled something right out of my ass and been like yeah that sounds i was right. gonna say ether but whatever man you do you well maybe the ether's inside my ass christian you never thought about that did you and i hope to never think about it again along with all of our listeners along with the loincloth guy on the beach for whatever reason so i don't know man that's what, what's crazy is part of me is like, okay, you're just imagining some, you know, sure. astral projecting to see this plane, but what the hell is this dude? Just randomly popping in. And why is he interrupting you right when you're about to find out what really happened? It's the government like, oh shit, someone's onto us. Yeah. Quick send loincloth guy. Now we know what current, um, remote viewers are doing. They're blocking us from enlightenment by, wow. you know. They, they don't want us to know what really happened and where this plane is at. I mean, look, I could see it being a thing, you know? I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. Why not? This next one has a little bit of sadness in it, but in the end, things are okay. And it's titled, I was helped by an older me. And it comes from Kubrick's mind, which makes me feel like we shouldn't trust this story. So this is about a this person's friend who was grappling with life's challenges back in the day confided in me about a dark chapter from years past. A time when he stood on the precipice of despair, having lost everything he held dear. The pain had driven him to meticulously plan his own exit. One evening, as he rode the train home, the crushing reality of his circumstances bore down on him, unleashing a painful meltdown. In the midst of this emotional state, an unexpected passenger sat beside him, a distinguished elderly man, impeccably attired as if he had just stepped out of a Wall Street blockbuster. Sensing the distress from my friend, the man gently inquired about his well-being and offered it assistance. Initially rebuffing the notion of help, my friend insisted that no one could alleviate his suffering. Undeterred, the elderly stranger remained seated, a silent companion amidst the storm of emotions. Eventually, my friend felt compelled to share the depths of his despair. In response, in response to the man, in response, the man delivered words of reassurance that transcended ordinary comfort. Come at me, bro. Exactly. Come at me, bro. Come at me, old bro. With an air of certainty, the stranger prophesied that not only would everything be all right, but that an extraordinary transformation awaited my friend. He spoke of destiny, emphasizing the profound 
impact of our choices on its course. Amidst the darkness, the man envisioned a future marked by success and the embrace of a loving family, a poignant revelation for my friend, an only child and an orphan. As the train approached its next stop, the elderly man bid my friend goodnight, addressing him by name, James. Bewildered, my friend watched as the man disembarked, and it was in that moment of revelation that he confronted a truth beyond belief. The mysterious man was none other than him, an older version of him, some might say. He truly believed that he had, travel- he had traveled from the future to help him keep his original course. James turned around his life. He was an extremely su- successful and well-known businessman and has a, has a beautiful family. I have so much admiration for him because he was a good man, a beautiful soul that actually gave me the best advice over the years. He died of cancer last year at 87. I really just wanted to share this story. Rest in peace, James. I think said it had a happy ending. Yeah. He James, died. James lived his life, though. Yeah. And found happiness before dying. That We've come across a few stories like that, right? Where people have met their, or claim to have met their... And I don't think we've covered one like the actual full story on the podcast before, but there was one story that has haunted me since I read it that was very similar. And it was about, and for apologies to people who have already heard me say this brief synopsis on the story itself. It is, if anyone knows where the story is from, then please send it over to me because I want to share it on the show at some point. But pretty much, you know, young boy is on his way to a fishing spot at a lake. As he's going, he has this weird feeling and he like looks up and there's like a 30 something year old man walking in the opposite direction to like about to pass by him. And he was like, I don't know what it is about that guy, but it was a super strange feeling I just had. And then, you know, some 20, 30 years later, he's once again back home and he goes to that fishing spot. And as he's returning, he passes by the boy. There's none other but the boy that was him as, as a kid. He's, he passes by and he loses his shit because he's like, Holy fuck, that was me. I don't know, man. Those stories get me every time. I'm like, damn, how does that happen? What is going on out there that people are seeing themselves? And how do I do it? Would you do that if you had the opportunity to like, like randomly run into yourself as a kid? Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to talk to myself. but Yeah, you'd be like, well, it's kind of annoying back then. I don't, I'll just look at him from a distance. It would be pretty fascinating to just have that, that power. But almost the, the story you just told almost seems like that one almost seems impossible. It's like a weird, like rip in time or some kind of, I don't know. Yeah. But when I heard that, I just full body chills moment. I'm like, what? And when you say it like that, it's like, well, how many people do we walk by that Mm -hmm. is actually me? And how does that happen if I'm in this time, but also back in time? Well, there's one answer, Christian. I'm sure you've already guessed it. Magic? No, time is a flat circle, man. I gave you an opportunity to whip that back out, you know? I just wanted you to say it. Well, because you try, you say it in anger all the time. I say, damn it, time is a flat circle. I say it like Clint Eastwood. Speaking of that, by the time this episode comes out, we'll have the new True Detective season. That, that takes, is true. That is uh, detective. Yeah, it come. It takes place in Alaska this time. Well, would you look at that? Basically, off in the middle of nowhere, like where I used to work. Yeah, it actually stars Christian and myself. We are the detectives. Yep, I play the role of Jodie Foster. And I play the role of someone who got paid to play the role. Yeah, you play the, the role of her Alaska Native partner. Wow, best casting choice of all time. Um, Canceled. Yeah, 
So anyway, that's that. Christian, do you have a favorite? Your daughter is blowing up my phone at the moment saying, why are you always doing things that are trying to advance your life? And I need to go to the store. And other things that women say to me, you know, does that make sense? Yes. You've been there. I like the, uh, I, I like the, the edible story only that, because yeah, it was good. so weird and it went like bonkers and I had fun the whole time. <laughs> it was a, no, that's right. Yeah, it's a little, it's one of those ones that's almost too fantastic for imagination. Yeah. We're like, this isn't even weird enough for you to think up. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, that was a pretty fascinating tale for sure. I think that might be my favorite. I should, I would like to see more, more stories that are similar to that just because of how funky it was. Yeah. Did you have one? I think it might have been that one. That one was pretty good. But was, more importantly, you guys tell us which which your are which was your favorite story. That's you? right. Yeah. And if it was the your favorite story was the point where Christian tried to ask you what your favorite story was and stumbled over his words a hundred times, that's okay as well. But just wherever you're listening, comment. If you're not listening on a platform that has comments, say Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can find us at social media. On social media at Freaky Deaky Pod. And if you're listening on YouTube, go ahead and comment your thoughts on the episode. What was your favorite story? A lot of these were kind of wild out there. You know, stuff that you don't really hear. The kind of onesie twosie bits and pieces that you get that uh, they kind of make you question even more. That you thought shit was weird as it is. Then you hear something even weirder and you're like, well, I guess it's even weirder than I thought it was. And it was weird before. So where does that land us? In a very weird place, it turns out. But that's for you to decide. It's and weird because that almost seems like life in a way. Like it's you thought it was going to be a certain way and it just got it weird. It just blows. Yeah. All around. It just blows nonstop. Isn't that great? That's why. Come at me, bro. That's why we have a podcast so we can all experience it and smile about crazy stories together. It really do be like. And also, it's popping. So there's that. In the meantime, we'll be right back here with you next week. Send in your paranormal. Do you have any unexplainable stories of your own? We love hearing these. Send them into the gang at thefreakydeaky.com and we will get you penciled in to a listener story episode. Volume 6 is on its way. It should be out sometime in the very near future. So now's your chance to get in on that action if it's not already filled up by the time this comes out. But either way, we'll see you right back here next week on the Frinkity Dinkity. Fare thee well. I'll feed a sign.